When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Very good morning off the bench. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you. It is a very, very good morning to all of our listeners. Apart from those maybe who barrack for the Fremantle Dockers. They were really poor on Thursday night. And Hayes, I know they fired you up. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. They certainly did. I'm still trying to get over that performance. It was so disappointing because they've been waiting so long for a big opportunity to play on a Thursday night or a Friday night. They finally got one after five years. There was so much at stake. They've been building some good form, and then they just didn't turn up. They weren't there. They were overawed by the situation. In fact, you know what happened? They played with a completely different footy than that of the Cats because they had a dry footy. The Dockers had a wet footy. They couldn't handle it. But it wasn't just one bad quarter or two bad quarters, or even three bad quarters. It was four <laughs> bad quarters for the Fremantle Dockers. I couldn't believe it. I walked away so disappointed because things were looking up. Their kids were playing well. And then the injuries, too, to their key big man. Yep. Sean Darcy was playing another brilliant game. He goes down. And then, of course, Rory Lobb, who went into the game underdone. You could clearly see in the warm-up that there was issues for him. Um, Lloyd Meek did the warm-up. And then late in the warm-up, he ran out. And Lloyd Meek went off the ground. So... They made a mistake there, but we wait to see what happens with both of those players. But, geez, I'm still getting over that one, and I think fans will for a while. It certainly is an early dig, but what happens now? If the if the Dockers lose those big men, what is this going to do to the shape of the team in the final rounds as they, as they push for perhaps a top eight spot? Well, they're vulnerable. They're vulnerable. They always have been this year with their list profile. They don't have key big men to come in. Or Sam Sturt's a medium size, but he's not going to come back in. You've got Lloyd Meek that can come into the ruck. And then you're going to have to have Josh Tracy, of course, playing in that role. Matt Tabernard is due to come back soon, but you don't really want to push him. Luckily for the Dockers, they do have nine days before their next game. But it's not easy. They now take on Sydney, and we'll get more detail about that game in the coming days. Then Richmond, and then Brisbane, and the West Coast Eagles. So some winnable games there, but it's not going to be easy against sides all fighting for top four or top eight positions on the ladder. And then St Kilda, you know, they're all teams around the mark. So it, the destiny's in their own hands, but given some of those players that could be out for a period of time, it's going to be difficult. Can I ask you, Hayes, as a, as a former Fremantle player... What goes wrong on a night like Thursday night? How does a team that is playing, pushing for a final spot, how do they dish that up? I know Geelong are a really good football team, but as you said, for for three and nearly three quarters, apart from the start of that third quarter, they were really ordinary. Human nature. 
I think sometimes football players and people in general, you drink your own Kool-Aid, don't you? And they've had a pretty good run. Everybody's talking about the win against mm-hmm. Hawthorne down in Tassie, back into the finals, above the West Coast Eagles. Young players going, well, Sean Darcy this, Sean Darcy that. And they just didn't turn up. It was obvious from the get-go that Geelong had them in every department. And the mark's inside 50. That's an indictment. 28 to 2. I've never seen a number like that. One, they couldn't mark it themselves. But defensively, to give up that amount shows that they just weren't on. Nathan Five's enough, another big issue for them with his shoulder. But sometimes it happens. You're just not there, and it's very hard to get back if you're off from the get-go. Fremantle with a lot of work to do if they are to play finals in season 2021. Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams with you on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company on Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you on this Saturday morning. We've spoken about the Dockers. They had a shocker on Thursday night. But there's a lot of attention on West Coast. They were absolutely woeful on Monday night against North Melbourne in the wet. They have a chance to bounce back against the Adelaide Crows in Nick Natanui's 200th game. Hayes? Gee, they've been bad, the West Coast Eagles. But then the Dockers go, hang on, hold my beer. We were just as bad against Geelong. We've been fired up with that. But the, the Eagles, look, remarkably, they're still in a pretty good position. They just need to beat Adelaide. I think they will this weekend. There's a big reason to do so because Nick Natanui is playing game 200. And he's done a lot for that football club both on the field but also off the field. And to get to 200, it's a remarkable achievement. You go through so much heartache and pain and ups and downs, and he's had that. He's had knee injuries. He missed out on the grand final. Of course, he's got this profile like no other that we've seen in sport in Western Australia come before him. But they will rise, and they need to rise. But I think they need to do a few things different. We saw on the weekend last, on Monday night, they were trying some different ball movement. They are moving it faster from defence. But, of course, in those conditions, it's always going to be hard to do so but great to see them give some kids an opportunity I think they can still win by providing kids opportunity Connor West comes into the side Xavier O'Neill gets another opportunity as well but look I think to allow them to flourish in their set positions he's a midfielder Connor West you need to move some players out and I wrote an article yesterday about maybe Elliot Yo. given this year he's a bit banged up he's not at his best put him back to half-back flank. That's where he started so well because they need some players with speed that can carry the lines. He can do that. But what it does, it provides opportunity for young midfielders to play on the inside. Tim Kelly, Luke Shuey, also banged up, not playing their best footy. Why can't they go to the forward line? Spend some time down there. Eagles have always been a team so structured in the way that they've got six forwards, they've got eight midfielders, and they've got six defenders down back as well. So... I think it's time for them to have some flexibility. I'd love to see Liam Ryan go into the midfield for bursts. If Jordan Degoe can do it and others like Stringer can do it, why can't he go into that position as well? So that's the next challenge for me for the Eagles and Adam Simpson. Of course, Connor West, West Perth product. And then you love this boy. You were the first to uh, come out and say that he was in. Yeah, had had a close source say Connor West will make his debut. So went with it on uh, Twitter, which was... A great thing for him, his family, he's worked so hard. I've seen the amount of work he's put in behind the scenes. A good West Perth product. And this is the beauty of the mid-season draft, Hayes. Mm. You pick up a kid like Connor West, who's played really well at Waffle level and stood out in the Waffle Eagles team, uh, and now he gets a chance because they're struggling. Now, against Adelaide, in Adelaide, he gets to strut his stuff and we can unearth some players. So what type of player is he? Give us, uh, if there's somebody in the AFL that you liken him to. What does he do? What sort of uh, attributes does he have as a player? Well, I went and watched him live in his first game for West Coast and he lined up against Jai Bolton, who was a superstar of the Waffle competition. And Connor West, a hard-running midfielder, smart, uses the footy really well, not afraid to lay a tackle really tough. 
they've got a really good player. And it'll be interesting to see how he goes at AFL level against better players. Of course, Adelaide have got some great midfielders, Rory Sloan, etc. So it'll be good to see how he matches up against them if he does get some time in the middle, which I'm sure he will. Has he got speed? Can he get away from the contest? Because they need somebody with those sort of attributes going through there. Well, what was said from West Coast at Waffle level was when the game was going long and, and ending, Connor West was one of the players mm. that still had his burst, still had his energy, and still had his speed. As I said, he's really tough. I think he will give him something a little bit different, breaking out of stoppages, breaking out of centre clearance, if that's how they want to use him. And West Perth, clearly, they're okay without him. They've actually gone to a new level since he's left that midfield. So you're a big advocate of the mid-season draft, that it, it, it does enable these young players to realise their dreams, and it doesn't really affect the clubs too much. I am, Hayes. And the other one is Matthew Parker, of course, mm. formerly St Kilda, played at South Fremantle this year. Starred was a cut above the rest of the players at waffle level. Richmond have given him a chance. So it's great to see the guys that are playing high-level football at state level getting a chance in the AFL. We want to see the best players playing in the AFL. So they get it done, the West Coast Eagles, with Connor West, Nat Nui's 200th against Adelaide, Riley O'Brien, of course, the famous uh, mobile phone game, the notes, <laughs> the famous notes that were leaked. Uh, Nat Nui's always a bit fired up against them. I think they win the West Coast Eagles. It's time that they shine. Yeah, I think they'll win. I think it'll be a tough game. Adelaide and Adelaide sort of presents a challenge. They're going through a, a unique phase of their own, the Crows. I think the West Coast Eagles will bounce back. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning. Great to have your company on Off the Bench. Myself, Jimmy Williams, alongside Paul Hazelby. And today we're going to speak about a disastrous story that came out yesterday. Australian tennis star Alex Dimonor, he will not be going to Tokyo. He won't be competing at the Olympic Games because he has tested positive for COVID-19. And dare I say it, Paul Hazelby, I don't think this will be the last time we see an athlete from Australia test positive. Australia or from another country... There's already some issues over there in Japan. And, of course, we're not going to have crowds and there's issues with the Olympic Village. But it's pretty sad because he's one of the players that really wanted to represent his country and play tennis because sometimes in tennis it's not the pinnacle of their sport. We've seen Nick Kyrgios decide not to go. Roger Federer through injury, he's not going to be a part of it. But there are some massive concerns around the world right now about these Tokyo Olympic Games. To their credit, they've made the decision to push on, but you're going to have an Olympics in some sports where you don't have the best players available because of COVID. And back here locally, we're seeing the damage it can do not only in New South Wales, but also Victoria now and the AFL. And just going back to last year with all the clubs, how they're whinging about the cuts. Have the AFL now sort of been vindicated that they went so hard with the cuts? Because this has now affected the second season and we're having games played with no crowds. I think the it was an indictment on all those AFL clubs to be whinging so much about uh, them having to cut so many staff because without it, and this is going to affect the AFL next year and the year beyond and the clubs are really hurting, I think they made the right call. But the AFL clubs gave them a lot of hard times. Do you think the organisers of the Olympics and those in Tokyo think that we've come too far now to, to fully cancel oh, the games? 100%. We're talking about billions and billions of dollars and the the Olympic Committee need this money. That's how they survive. If they don't get the money and they just cancel it, they're in trouble. It will affect Olympics in future years. And I think it's going to have a massive impact anyway on the Olympic Games. I think they have been on a slow decline, I reckon, over the last 14, 16 years, the Olympic Games, in terms of attendance and, and I guess... The build-up to it, this has been a really different build-up. We really haven't spoken about the athletes too much, and that's a shame because it is it is their time to shine. But they need the money, and when you do invest so much from a government point of view, you want to see something, and that's what Japan are doing. Can I give you a, a hypothetical without notice, Hayes? 
if you're an athlete, you, you don't chase the pathway to go and play AFL football and you play an Olympic sport, you play hockey, you play tennis, whatever the sport might be. You're here in Australia and you're getting organised to go over to Tokyo. Do you go or do you stay because you're worried about the repercussions of what would happen if you got COVID-19? No, no. 100% you go. If you get COVID-19, they're athletes, they're pretty strong. They're all vaccinated as well, so it's not going to be as bad for them. Look, it's just a shame. If uh, Imagine putting in four years. And I feel for the mental health of a lot of these athletes because there are going to be some. And Alex Dimonor will be okay. He, he's a tennis player. He's doing fine. There's other big tournaments that he can go and win just down the road. When you talk about the US Open that's coming up, he just played at Wimbledon. But for these athletes that put in four years, they get to that moment. And some of them might be doing PBs and ready to fire. And you only get one crack at it with uh, these sort of sports because four years is so long down the track. There can be injuries. There can be other people that uh, come up and, and take your position in the team. So there will be some mental health challenges for many of these athletes if they don't get the chance to go out there and perform at their very best in Tokyo. Of course, Alex Dimonor, not the only one who won't be going to Tokyo. In fact, it was American superstar Bradley Beal who was playing with Team USA in the warm-up exhibition games. He's been ruled out. He will not be playing for Team USA because of a breach of the COVID protocols, and he's out and will not be representing Team USA. I can't wait for the Olympics. I'm just not sure they're going to be the same this year. We'll be back with more of Off the Bench after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you as we go through the rest of the games for round 18. We'll start with the Gold Coast Suns and the Western Bulldogs. Hayes and the Suns, they were really good last week. I want to raise something with you, Hayes. When they're not going well, they're, they're an easy target for the AFL media. They get jumped on. It's time to relocate them. It's time to end the experiment. Last two weeks, they've won their games. They have, but that's what frustrates you. They've got a list good enough to win games. But they had a three, four-week period where they were horrendous playing some poor footy, and many were starting to question whether they deserved a place in the AFL competition. I was one of them because I've been on their bandwagon. I know much talent. No, I know how much talent they have in that lineup, and that's what makes it so frustrating. Yes, they missed their big ruckman, Jared Witts, but all clubs have injury concerns, but they won't be good enough to beat the Western Bulldogs, who need to keep winning, but they themselves are going through a flat patch, and I think it, that's what it shows us. The West Coast Eagles flat patch, the Dockers have had a flat patch as well. All teams have their challenges throughout the year. That's why we love 22 games, and the survival of the strongest and the fittest get through and challenge for the Premiership. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs will be too strong, but the most important thing I want to see from Gold Coast is they have to compete. Melbourne and Hawthorne? Look, I'm going to go with Melbourne. They were good last week, no doubt about that. Hawthorne, the odds here are crazy. $8.50, $9. I think they are a team that on their day, they can put it together. But Melbourne, they'll keep on winning to keep their top two chances alive. Agree with that one, Hayes. I think the Demons comfortably. St Kilda and Port Adelaide. The Saints. The Saints. The Saints are marching. They, they're on Whoa. their way to the finals, I think. They're the team outside that's really doing some damage. They've got Paddy Ryder back. They've got Marshall back. They're playing some good footy. Steele and Dunstan as well has been the key player through the midfield, finding plenty of footy. He was actually told at the start of the year, whilst he was on the list, we're not going to pick you. We are not going to pick you. He went back to VFL. He dominated, and all of a sudden he got his chance. And now he's out of contract. So there are a few other teams that are chasing Luke Dunstan at the moment. But Port Adelaide, they were my pick at the start of the year. 
to win the Premiership. And I've been pretty disappointed in them because every time they come up against a decent side, they're found wanting. And away from home, they're not that good as well. So I'm going to go the Saints in a small upset here. I'm going to go the Saints more in hope than anything, Hayes. North Melbourne and Essendon. Yeah, Cunnington's out. That's a big out. He's been in really good form. But the Bombers, look, they're still a chance. They win. What we've seen with Fremantle and other teams around the top eight, Richmond in recent times, they get a chance to keep winning. And if they do... They get a chance to play finals footy too, so they'll be too strong against North Melbourne. Yeah, I think Essendon comfortably in that one, which is a game that has been, of course, relocated because of COVID to be played on the Gold Coast. Collingwood and Carlton at the MCG. Robert Harvey was better last week with his side against Richmond. They moved the ball pretty well late in the game. He just needs to ask that from them early in the game. Go harder with their ball movement. But I think Carlton have been pretending a little bit because their inside 50 numbers are a real concern. It was against Fremantle. It was against Geelong last week, albeit they kicked 314 at one stage against the Cats. But I'm going to go with the Magpies here too for another small upset. I think Carlton have showed some really good signs. They showed it early against Geelong last week. Uh, I'm big on the Blues. I picked them a couple of weeks ago to beat Fremantle on the G uh, in what was, of course, the Dockers' home game. I'm going to pick Carlton to beat Collingwood here and of course we both picked West Coast. We're sticking by that. They'll win, won't they? Nick yeah, Nats the West 200. Coast will get up absolutely. And the final game of the round is the Battle of the Bridge, which will be played also up on the Gold Coast. COVID wreaking havoc on the AFL. It's the Giants and the Swans. Who do you like, Hayes? Another upset for me. I'm going for the Giants in this one. Sydney have been tracking along very well, but just for that reason, that teams do have a little bit of a blip every now and again. And if you look at the Giants, they've been up, they've been down. They've been up, they've been down. What are they due for? They're due for a bit of an up. And I think uh, the Battle of the Bridge played in the Gold Coast is going to be an exciting game. And also next week, the Dockers due to take on Sydney. You'd think that game could be at Metricon, but the the Dockers have made a pitch to try and get that home game sold to them to allow them a chance to play back here in front of their fans. But I'm not sure Sydney will agree to that. But the Giants in this one. West Aussie star Stephen Canelio back for the Giants. I like that call, Hayes. I'm going to back you in. I'm going to back the Giants to bounce back after a, a really bad loss against the Gold Coast last weekend. That's all we've got time for here on Off the Bench. Enjoy the rest of the action for round 18. Can't wait to see what West Coast dish up in Nick Nat's 200th. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91